Hello and welcome IP friends to Hashtag IP series with your favorite podcast host Rita and we reach Yeah, that's for me guys. Um, <laughs> so, um, this particular episode, I really tried out something different. So, I do appreciate your feedback on your thoughts on this particular episode. Um, so this episode is for especially created for IP owners, either creative or innovator who wish to have um, a good IP strategy and how to protect their creative work and their content within Africa. So why I will, will be focusing on Africa as a Nigerian, I want to, you know, just shed more light on the gold mines, the treasures, IP treasures that we have in Africa that are yet to be explored. I mean, it's high time we as Africans start taking our intellectual property seriously. We have to be business smart. We have to have good um, IP strategy, be able to know our market, um, strategize, you know, especially in light of the African um, continental free trade agreement you will have to build relationship also have to be very very um, strategic and you know in terms of what we are doing um, so today's episode I have a guest who will be talking to us about an IP system one of the IP systems in Africa uh, that I I feel and I know most listeners would appreciate because i always get questions as to how to protect um, intellectual property internationally well this is you know sort of like an international fable also focusing on africa by choosing a designated state that you want your um, creative work and inventions to be protected so i hope with that brief introduction um we will start to take intellectual property more seriously in Africa. I mean, we hear stories and we read and watch videos of how IP works are stolen from Africa and commercialized in other jurisdictions, how um, the developed country have built their economy and their country off of the back of African um, gold mines, so from creative works to um, traditional knowledge, cultural expression, um, geographical education, the plants, um, seed, grains, everything. So if you're a first-time listener, I hope you take this particular episode seriously. Um, as a business person as well, you need to take this episode. I, I mean, all the episodes have been fantastic, but this is focusing on um, building, um, you know, this is focusing on you know building a good um smart ip investment in africa having good smart ip investment in africa and why african countries need to start taking intellectual property seriously. so if you're a first time listener welcome to hashtag ip series with your favorite podcast host i mean what i do here is talk about um intellectual property in form of copyright trademark patents industrial design Trade secrets, plant variety, geographical indication. Last year, Nigeria had 
had um, enacted his plant variety and prosperous. Um, there are a lot of other developments IP was taking or taking place in the various um, African countries as well. And uh, for my returning listeners, you guys know how we do it here and how we're holding it down. You know, fun stories, cases, events, everything you need to know about intellectual property mm-hmm. is right here. So I would want to say, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you to my returning listeners for always streaming and playing, liking, sharing your feedbacks, your comments. I really do appreciate it. Um, and so, yeah. I will be going into today's episode. So, um, what inspired this episode? I belong to a group called IP Radio Community, and um, one of our members introduced herself and mentioned about when I, one of the IP systems in Africa that you know grants you IP protection in any of the countries that are signatory to um their treaties and the 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 ip system out there and i just it just got to me that i've never really focused on you know on that particular area and i reached out to her and thankfully she was gracious enough to you know respond to my request to be a guest on our on our podcast today so um I'm not going to keep you guys in suspense anymore. Um, guess for today. Um, kindly introduce yourself, Amele. Um, tell us where you're based, and then we'll just delve into our conversation for today. Okay. Good evening, Amele. My name is Amel Talafuda. I'm an expert in legal aspect of intellectual property and commercialization of IP. I live in Cameroon. I studied IP with IPO, uh, with WIPO and OAPI, and uh, I'm deputy director of uh, Cabinet TNF. My goal is to ensure that intellectual property should be accessible to as many individuals as possible, since people are still confused when it comes to talk about intellectual property. Fantastic. So it's so good to have you here. Um, and I like the fact that your background is based in intellectual property. So now, can you kindly tell us or give us an overview of what um, OAP is, what the OAP IP system is? I'm sure a lot of people don't really understand how it works when you come to IP registration and systems in Africa. Okay. Okay. I just want to underline that my background is uh, I'm an IP strategist, but I'm also a trade negotiator. I studied trade negotiation before. Yeah, yeah. That is why I've been specialized on IP management. So uh, I'm an IP strategist because it's true that I I work into a law firm during uh, two years, almost two years, where I was more specialized on litigation. But I went there to mm. study litigation in order to see if it is possible to implement a complete service offer in terms of intellectual property. So according to the overview of OAPI, OAPI is the African Intellectual Property Organization, or OAPI for short, okay? It is an industrial property offices headquartered in Yaoundé, Cameroon. So I'm not far from OAP. That oversees intellectual 
poverty for the majority of French-speaking African countries. Cameroon, my country, mm. is the only bilingual country, I think. Okay. So most of them are uh, French speakers, but you also have some countries who speak uh, Portuguese. So OAP wow. work in two languages, two main languages, French and English. But it's true that in practice, okay, all the application can be done in English and French. But uh, if you really want to have an information uh, through OAP, from time to time, it is better for you, especially when it comes to lit litigation, to explain your defense in French. That's the main point. But for all the rest, OAP employees, they are all bilinguals. African Intellectual okay, Property that's, that's Organization, it covers 17 member states, yeah. excuse me, 17 member states, as I mentioned, but most of them are from Central and West region. Okay, mm -hmm. so that is the global view of OAP, okay? But okay. if you want to talk about the system, okay, our system yeah. is whole uh, uh, around Bangui Agreement. Bangui Agreement, um, it is a uniform legislation, okay, that creates a uniform system of intellectual property rights, right? Protection with this space is into a common administrative procedure. Like, if you want to have rights from uh, Ivory Coast, okay, you will apply for Ivory Coast, mm -hmm. but all the process will be done here in Cameroon from OAP. Okay. At the end, you will have a single okay. title that will be issued to national intellectual property rights in each member state. So the centralization of the procedure makes that with one application, you have right through the 17 countries of OAP registration. Uh, we are going to talk about the taxes, but it have the same consequence. Like uh, you have to pay only one taxes because some clients come and say that I want to designate um, Ivory Coast, Cameroon, and Chad or Senegal. This one, it is not possible in OAP area. So each member state uh, is in charge of copyright management. But OAP generally give into the Bangui Agreement the minimal normative framework of uh, for copyright. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if it is a bit okay. clear for you. Yeah, it's very, very clear. I mean, I, I didn't know certain things that you mentioned, but um, I appreciate you sharing um, this in-depth um, overview of the ORP system. So now our next question is going to be, what's the procedure for registering? Uh, I know you touched a little bit about it, but then what is the major um, procedure when it comes to IP registration under the ORP IP system? Okay, uh, concerning the procedure into the past, OAP was working only to the formal aspect of it, any application. But with the new laws, 
OAPI will, will try to understand if your application corresponds to the formal aspect and the substance aspect of the said application, especially for trademark, industrial design, trade name, and geographical indication, because up to now, they have already ratified the laws for patent, but they have not yet put it on application. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what are the costs uh neck registration using OAP and what are the benefits of using um OAP? Okay. According to the cost, uh, since it's just a global view, we are not going to talk about a specific IP right. Okay. You have to okay. know that for one application, you just have one taxes. Means if it is a trademark, a patent, you have one tax for the 70 countries of OAP space. But with the new laws, okay, we have a small reduction of taxes yeah. on trademark that goes from seven hundred thousand and eighty dollars to six hundred thousand and nineteen point five dollars. So now it is possible to register your trademark and designate maybe just one classes or two classes or three classes. But it, into the past, we it, it was a formula where you were obliged to apply, not really obliged, but the cost was attached to three classes. Neither you want to apply for one classes or two, mm. you have to pay the same price. But now you have to pay the cost only for one class. And if you want to add the class, you have to add supplement taxes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I think the next question um, already, you've, you've partially answered it. I was going to ask you, what are the types of IP that can be registered under the ORP system? So you mentioned patent, you've mentioned um, trademark, you've also mentioned copyright. Yeah, I haven't heard you mention the... Utility yeah. models, industrial design, okay. trade name. Copyright, it is just a framework, okay, as a guideline. But we don't register okay. it in front of OAP. We have a specific okay. structure for it. Okay. So you just have the, the guideline and uh, you use it to know that uh, that is what OAP advise for it. Okay. Mm. But if you really want to protect your, your copyright, you have to go to the structure that has to, to handle it. Okay. Are there any challenges in using the OAP IP system? Of course, of course, because with the new laws, OAP is in charge of, um, they have to, to, to contribute to the promotion of economic development through innovation mm. and creativity and also protection of uh, geographical indication. I think that the main challenge will really to make that people should understand that IP is good, IP is benefit, IP is everywhere, okay? So this yeah. one, it is the most challenging part for, for the mission. Fantastic. Are there efforts, do you think there are efforts to make um, Africa have like a one single um, platform for IP registration? So we know Africa has about 54 countries. So do you think in the nearest future that we will have um, an IP system where 
if you do a registration in one country, say Cameroon or Nigeria, you're protected in the remainder um, countries in Africa. So far as you indicate that those are the countries you would want to protect your IP, whether it's a French-speaking country or an English-speaking country or a Portuguese-speaking country. Yeah. In fact, you know that in uh, January 2016, a principle mm -hmm. of creation of PIPO has been adopted by the African Union. And since this thing are a matter of, uh, uh, I can say, uh, the, 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 the benefits of mm -hmm. different regions, because I heard that OAPE, Aripo, some of these regional systems, they were not really comfortable with. So I don't really know. I think that it can be benefit somehow, but on benefit somehow, because now I myself am able to work on the whole OAP region. So I'm just asking myself if we have a common market for intellectual property, how it's going to work. So uh, I would like to have a, a serious discussion and more information about it. It is, it is an interesting team. Fantastic. So what are the criterias basically for registering an IP um, under the OAP IP system? Oh, to find an uh, IP uh, in OAP system, the applicant must provide different elements. The first is to file up application form. This one is a bit challenging because now we are entering to the online application and uh, even us as a legal legal advisor of uh, OAPE state members, uh, we are still learning, you see, because uh, yeah. you have to know how to use this new file application. And uh, also those who are not really comfortable with intellectual property matters, from time to time they can forget uh, an important information. You also have to bring a proof of payment. This one is really important. You don't have to forget to pay the OAPE taxes. But it's true that with the new law, uh, the applicant has the advantage that OAPE gives you one month to pay the taxes. Into the past, when you apply, you have to pay directly. If not, they don't really, they don't take care, they don't um, manage your, your application. But now you can apply today and have till the 10th of February to pay the taxes. After that, you have to bring a priority document if applicable and also an unstyped power of attorney for foreigners applicants. Foreigners applicants has to, they have to go through OAPE website to look for the legal attorney of OAPE because from time to time they can try to do application with those who are not legal practitioner and they have different issue at the end. So that these are the criteria for registering with OAPE. Okay. So um, 2020 was the year of the lockdown, trying to you know flatten the curve. Did the pandemic and the lockdown affect IP registration um, using the ORP system? Is there a statistics to show if we had fewer registrations or higher registrations pre-COVID and post-COVID or within the COVID period? Yeah, 
it's true. It's true that um, on our side we don't have statistics, but during our meeting with them, uh, they underlined it because uh, during the pandemic period, as you know, OAPE is a global organization. So as most of the company over the world, um, the the COVID nineteen has been reduced the activity of OAPE. Okay, in terms of application, I mean, it's true that they took some disposals that help OAP to improve the way that people apply for registration. So somehow uh, the pandemic comes with something that is positive for them because we were not having uh, an online system of registration. It's true that they have not yet done, but they have almost finished and they really started to put themselves under pressure when COVID-19 comes. So uh, the statistic was not really interesting. I, I, I'm sure that, but at the end, we are benefit from this one. And you also know that um, uh, less usage of paper is good even for our community. Um, to wrap up now, do, can we get like a list of liaison, liaison offices in Africa that um, we can file OAP um, registration? Is there a directory for legal um, attorneys uh, and qualified to you know, do IP registration um, within the mm -hmm. region? Okay. Uh, as I learned and as, as observed when I went through the different countries of OAP space, it is in each country's members, you have an attached ministry uh, or an attached department of the Ministry of Industry that works with OAP. Because you know that OAP cannot handle everything. OAP is mostly for registration, but there are many other projects that are managed by this other liaison office. Okay, so in each country, if you are looking for it, you just have to go to the Ministry of Industry and they are the one who will let you know where you have to go. Even here in Cameroon, we have it. Mm. Uh -huh. That's great. So, um, in closing, what is your? Do you have any information you want to share, um, to us about what you do, OAP, um, trends, and you know, just anything you want to share with us, and how we can also reach you, um, in case we have questions in future. Okay, as on the line, official list of OAP representative are uh, into the official website of OAP www.oape point int okay and people have to know that uh, starting on this new year from the 3rd of january there are new laws since intellectual property is mostly focused on the trademark patent and copyright people have to know that there are some change of on the trade uh, trademark and copyright that has been put in application since a few periods. So they have to take attach with the advisor in order to update the knowledge. And uh, our firm, our firm has the specificity that we are assisting people from the beginning of their own project. 
even reading the agreement, uh, the policy into the company, registration, litigation, enforcement, and, and so on. So those who are interested to develop the company through intellectual property in, in the French-speaking countries, they, don't, they just have to reach us at www.cabinetnf.com. 3WCABINET slash TF.com. So I don't know if there is a supplement question, but I myself am very interested with the, the Nigerian market. I've already started working with some companies there. I know that there are many people who are also interested in Cameroon region or others region. So they don't have to hesitate. They have to know that if they come, they have people who can help them. Our um, CAO worked at OAP during more than 40 years. So we really have experience to organize the project and also advise and assist them in the whole sector of intellectual property. Fantastic. So you did mention that um, you had new laws that came out yesterday. Yesterday being tied of January. Can you just tell us these laws so we can check it out by ourselves and then we'll wrap up from there? Yeah, the new laws, the new laws, the um I will just underline the main point. As I told you now, when someone yeah. apply, okay, when you apply for a registration. Let's say that you apply today on the 11th. OAP will take something like uh, almost two months. After this period, OAP will publish okay, your application because into the past, it was not possible. Uh, our user was having this problem that at the end of the publication of the certificate, people was able to come and oppose to the registration of the trademark. Since you already have certificate, people were just confused. And I think that OAP have understood that this approach, it was too limited. So now when you put the application, after two months, OAP published the state application so that any person who think that there is, it is possible to oppose to the registration or claim the ownership of the registration, they can do it, but they just have three months. Into the past, they were having six months after the publication, but now they have three months starting to the publication of the application, okay? So when the three months are already passed, OAPI, they are going to finish the application, publish it, and at this stage, it is not possible, no more possible to claim the ownership or something else. You just have to go through the court, maybe to make to implement another uh, action, okay? According to the cost, yeah. as I told you, we have different costs. So those who want to apply only for one taxes of product or services, they have the advantage that the cost is less because into the past you, you were paying to three tax to three classes, but the application was only for one classes. So now you really pay for what you want, okay? And another okay. thing is that, another thing is that into the past, it was not 
possible to do in one application of trademark, okay? To do in one application uh, a claim of services and product through one application. But now with one application, you can ask to register to class two. Why asking to register to class 44 into the same time? Into the past, you were obliged to do two different applications and you have to pay two taxes, you see. So yeah. the new system is really advantageable, especially on trademark. We have many changes on trademark. We also have new type of uh, trademark that can be registered in front of OAP because into the past, we were having only the visible trademark and the complex trademark. But now you can have series of sign, audiovisual sign, audible sign, figurative signs, and so on. So the new laws are, is really interesting for those who want to, diff, so to, to be distinctive into the market, to, to develop themselves differently, but they just have to be aware of that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amelia. We appreciate your time. Thank you for honoring us and being our guest on this particular episode. We hope you had a fantastic time as well. I really appreciate Thank you too. Have a nice Thank day. Have a nice evening. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And so we've come to the end of today's episode. I hope you guys had an interesting time. I hope you also learned some things. Um, I'm hoping as well that Africans and non-Africans take advantage of the OAP IP system. I mean, um, like I've always said, that IP is territorial in nature. You only get to enjoy legal backing and protection in the territory or to country um, where you apply to register and protect your um, intellectual property. So, see you in the next episode, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, favorite, share, like, and yeah, have a fantastic day.